Think back to your childhood. How many times did you get a takeaway? Not so much? And what's that like now? I'm guessing there's been a big increase there. Takeaways and eating on the go is going up all the time. And that means a lot more packaging. Is it sustainable? And what can we do about it? Welcome to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Enso. Emma Hernell, Senior Analyst at United Mines, and Eric Lindroth, Environment Director at Tetra Pak. Welcome to Renewable Future. First, Emma, let's start with you. What are the trends here when it comes to eating more takeaway and, and food on the go? Yes, we see a very clear trend here that we're eating more and more uh, takeaway. Um, and we can also see that it's the, the fresh assortment that's growing fastest. Uh, we can also see that this is something that retailers and restaurants are kind of sharing this development. Well, restaurants want to sell more takeaway to, to broaden their base, so to speak. And we can also see this among retailers, ready-made meals um, that's maybe cooked in store and uh, consumers take them with them. When you say fresh assortment, you mean this is foods that will last a day or two and that need to be consumed yeah, quite quickly? It's fresh and it's chilled, but it's not frozen. It's not the frozen assortment that's mm. increasing. It's more of the, the chilled ones. What are you seeing at Tetra Pak then, uh, Eric? Is it the same kind of trend you see and are you having to react because of that then? I would absolutely say so, yes. Uh, if we look at our customers, um, there is a need uh, for portion-packed beverages. Um, we see more and more portion packed foods uh, being sold and uh, overall you just have to walk out in the street and take a look at all the coffee shops and, and uh, uh, bakeries and so on where people get their food on the go, breakfast on the go, lunch on the go. Uh, I think it's more than a trend, it's a new reality really. What's the, what, what, what is the trend after this then? What's going to be the next sort of three to five years? Will this continue in this way? Uh, I think it will continue in this way but I also think that we will see uh, more kinds of from when you have to do it all all yourself to when you do parts of it yourself. Mm. And uh, so ready vegetables that are cut for you or prepared for you and peeled for you, we'll see a lot more uh, in that range also. I have a friend and he lives in um, he lives in New York, in Manhattan, and that guy hasn't cooked a dinner or, or a breakfast in, in, in the years that he's been there because he just picks up the breakfast on the way out the door and he takes his lunch from somebody who comes by the office and he eats his dinner on the way home and he... It never seems to use the cooker. Um, is is this likely to happen? That everything will be will will be on the go. I think there will be a big difference uh, between what you do on a let's say a Tuesday where you might get all your uh, prepared uh, meals uh, all all day long, uh, and the Saturday when you might want to cook uh, for yourself and your friends, and you might spend the whole Saturday in the kitchen because that's also a trend that we see. Okay. From the packaging perspective then, Eric, I mean, if you're seeing this happening, and we, and we do, we all see it, everybody drinking a cup of coffee and, and, and getting their, their breakfast or their lunches you know, from, from places and eating on the street, what does this mean for Tetra Pak in terms of what you're producing? Well, it means that we need to have packaging solutions that fits this new reality. Um, it is demands on sizes and difference of sizes and, and a variety of a portfolio of, of solutions. But it also means that we need to have closures, I mean caps, uh, that our customers can, can put on the packs that will fit into the consumer's new reality. So, you know, easy to open, uh, possibility to reclose and then put the package in your bag for final consumption later on, things like this. So, 
uh, for us as a packaging company, we need to be in line with these trends and, and uh, have these products ready uh, to be launched by our customers uh, now when, when it's happening. So we also need to look ahead three to five years because developing new packaging system takes time. And that's what you're doing right now then? What's 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 coming up? Or I don't know if you can reveal what's coming up, but uh, it would be very interesting to know. <laughs> from, from my side, and, and I do come from an environment angle, but I do see a trend I would like to label mindful consumption, um, where people think about the impact uh, of your own consumption. And I think this is also more than a trend. If we look at consumers today, um, they are more and more engaged in, in environment questions. We see a very clear trend on, on increased consumption of organic products. And, and also from our side, we see that consumers are more and more interested in packaging, have questions around packaging, and want to make the right choice when it comes to packaging. Now that falls back on us as a packaging supplier to be able to offer those solutions that are in line with the demands in the market. And, but what can be done there? Because I mean, if there's more people eating food on the go and getting takeaways, and I think of myself as well with the, the pizzeria boxes that you know that exist there on a Friday evening or whatever. I mean, that's that's a lot of packaging all the time, and, and that can't. I mean, you're doing a great job, obviously, at Tetra Pak, but that's a, you know the more packaging doesn't sound like it's a good idea from an environmental perspective, but or, or is it? It's, it's two things. I mean, first of all, the package is there for a purpose. It is there to protect the food. Without the package there, uh, you run the risk of spoiling the food, and that's the that's the worst situation because then the food that has been produced has been harvested and, and transported and so on. In the end, it doesn't get consumed because it goes off or it's not suited for consumption. So the package has a purpose to play. Um, secondly, I, I think um, uh, as a company, you need to go back to your values and see how, how does that fit with the way going forward. And for us, we have an environment strategy that does try to take a, a full scope uh, of the challenge. And, and so we do ask ourselves three key questions. What are the raw materials we use? What's the impact during the life cycle of the product? And what happens to the package once it has been used? And we need to have actions and plans in place to be able to respond to those questions today, but even more so in the future. Do you see this, Emma, as well, the, the trend with like consumer interest in packaging or, or at least in food consumption and food waste? There's a huge interest in, in sustainability issues right now. And, and food waste is obviously one of the most uh, spoken about right now. Um, but there's also a co- complicated matter for the consumer being in store, uh, looking at the product. There are a lot of things to to take into consideration. Is it organic? Has the work where people working with the production been treated in a fair way? Uh, packaging is one. There are several. Is it produced locally? Um, and you have to take all those matters into consideration. And you don't always have all the information in the spot. And mm-hmm. and your decision is supposed to be pretty fast. So what we see is that some retailers are really good at taking that responsibility from the producers, saying, well, in this stores, the products that we have chosen. Uh, they stand up to those standards and we have those principles for for choosing them. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that because it simplifies the choice for the consumer. When you talk about these trends, are you talking from a Swedish perspective or a European perspective or or, or global? No, I would say this is uh, something that we see uh, mainly in the US. I'm thinking very much about Whole Foods. uh, That's a grocery chain that's really good at this. And Great Britain, but we also see that uh, in the Scandinavian countries, uh, people are very concerned about those matters, uh, and even more so than in some countries in, in the Southern Europe, for example, where uh, the fi- financial crisis hit really hard. Going back to the actual packaging itself, then 
since there is obviously great concern there, what can be done to make packaging renewable? Or is that po- let's talk about actually renewable packaging? Because what exactly is renewable packaging? Since there seems to be a bit of confusion about that particular term. Maybe Eric, you can say a few words on this. Yes. Now, uh, renewability as 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 a term. Um, I mean, when we speak about renewable energy, I think most people understand what we talk about. Uh, when we talk about renewable fuels, people do understand that it's bioethanol. Um, but when we start to talk about renewable materials, suddenly we check out our brains and, and we, we think that this is, well, this is recyclable or reusable or something. But no, it's exactly the same thing. Renewable means that it's bio-based. It comes from um, an organic source uh, or organically grown source. So... In our case, a renewable packaging, well, the paperboard comes from a tree, so so that's renewable. And now lately, uh, the way that we try to respond to this this trend is, is to offer plastic components based on plastic coming from bioethanol um, produced from sugarcane rather than from oil. So moving away from fossil into uh, renewable bio-based raw materials. So that's one way of doing it, uh, replacing the fossil plastic with renewable plastic. So it's possible to have a milk carton today that's completely renewable then? Not only possible, it's a reality. In uh, January 2015, uh, Valio in Finland was the first company in the world to launch the world's first uh, fully renewable beverage carton. And since then, we have a number of customers who's been in there. So this was the first one and still the only one in the market. So we see it, uh, there's a huge interest and we see it as a strong asset in our portfolio. Is that going to affect sales for value or companies like that? Do you think we're going to, we're going to see that because of consumer demand? Yeah, if if there are enough uh, products to choose from, we also see that uh, it takes a while for consumers to start uh, consuming in a sustainable way. There needs to be products in all price ranges that are uh, cons- uh, organic or, or uh, good in, in that sense. So it takes some time and it needs to, to get up to a certain certain level before we see the the demand. So producers need to hang in there because it takes a while before the consumer demand is there. But definitely, I think so. But um, it also takes a lot to to communicate that this is a sustainable packaging. This is renewable uh, to make it easy for the consumer to, to choose. And that's an interesting one, because how do we get that sort of information out? As you say, you're in the supermarket and you've got this array of things to choose from and you've got a lot of questions that you're raising. Who has made the food? How well have they been looked after? Is it organic? And all, all these all these questions that come up. How can really a consumer make a conscious decision? I guess the Whole Foods example is one, but I mean, otherwise, is there any other way of getting this information out? Oh, we've we've seen that in in uh, in some stores. I've seen a research project when where they tried different kinds of um, uh, signs that speak to the consumer. That has a very simple sign saying that this is organic or this is produced in a fair way. And they are usually uh, one way to to simplify. But uh, but I also believe that those uh, retailers taking a stand and being very clear on that. There are a few principles that they work by. That's usually a good way. For me, I think it's it's a trinity that need to work together. If you look at it from, from the food producer's perspective, you have a brand uh, that you build up and has a strong position also on sustainability. You have a product, second part a product that is uh, organic or locally grown, produced or uh, whatever. And then the third leg of that stool is uh, the package. Um, and for us, it's important that we can offer our customers a strong leg when it comes to the packaging part so they can put their products and their brands 
and put that together as a product concept and put that into the market. Is, with a strong confidence. Is there a future at all for oil-based packaging, if you like, or, or these fossil-based sort of packaging for plastics? If you look at the message from Paris uh, from December, the message is pretty loud and clear. The, we have to get off the use of fossils if it's fuels or materials um, within a generation. Um, and the solution to this is renewables. Um, the solution is not to, st- I mean, for us, it is not to have no packaging. Because if we take away the packaging, you will only increase food waste, which is a worse uh, solution. So packaging is there to protect the food. But the solution is then is the choice of raw materials. And I do fully believe that uh, going from fossil to bio-based or renewable is is the road ahead. When it comes to this question about more packaging, because we're eating more on the go and we're having, having takeaway, is there less food waste because of that? Because there's obviously more packaging. I'm just wondering, is there any, do we have any evidence to suggest that, that we're wasting less food? I haven't seen any evidence like that, actually. Uh, but what we have seen is that um, um, the single packaging and takeaway is very much a, a habit for for singles. Yes. Uh, but what we see is singles bring their habit, habits into uh, the relationship. Okay. And uh, we can see a lot more of individualized eating. So in the family, you each have your favorite uh, butter or your favorite okay. uh, things okay. to put on the sandwiches. I, th- I think you can see that portion adaption and portion control uh, will have a positive effect. Because if you're forced to buy, let's say, a liter of milk when you actually only need 100 mils, 150 mils, uh, there is a high risk that a large portion of that milk will go sour and you will pour it out. So if you have the option to buy a smaller package, uh, it it will reduce the food waste. And there's also been um, examples from, from hotels, for example, where you reduce the size of the breakfast plate. Um, and just that share change that you go from a 25 centimeter to 22 um, showed that there was um, a massive reduction in the food waste because with a smaller plate you take less okay. and then you leave less behind. What about packaging that could disappear? I eat the hamburger and then I eat the packaging afterwards. It's sort of, it's part of the deal. So there's no, uh, I don't have to throw anything away. I think when you, this is one of those trends that people are talking about, but I'm a firm believer that you have to cut back to the basics and say, okay, what's the role of the package? And the role, again, I think is the primary role is to protect the product so that it's safe and good for, for eating for the, for the consumer when you buy it. Um, if you try to attach more and more attributes to that package at some point, you, you will compromise with the original purpose of the package to protect the food. You may get something that will disappear or you can eat it or it's biodegradable or whatever. Uh, but in the end, if it doesn't protect the product itself, uh, you're compromising with the basic purpose of, of the package. So therefore, edible packaging Maybe, maybe not. But I think, again, when once you have used the package, what you have to make sure is that it doesn't turn out as waste and trash. So you have to return it for recycling. And I think that's the solution we have to get better at. And that's also the whole new trend around circular economy or trend. Mm-hmm. It is a decision in the EU that the circular economy is the way ahead for, for the union. Uh, and here we put a lot of focus on on recycling. And I think there also be need to be a lot of focus on the choice of raw material and their renewables need to be entered as, as a component. If we look ahead then in, in, in a generation, do you think we're going to see a world where all packaging is from renewable products and is and, and, we, and we see the circular economy? Do you, do you see this happening, Emma? Yeah, I think that's very possible. Eric? I think it's uh, not only that, I think it's needed. Um, and from a polit- political perspective, the direction is very clear. 
Um, and then we as companies, we need to not only adapt to that, but embrace it and, and use it as an opportunity. Eric Lindroth, Emma Hernell, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Enso.